What's up, y'all? Welcome to the first episode of Hawks on the Hardwood with Trackstar Sports. This is your host, Jay Jock. On this first episode, I'm going to talk about the Hawks and their losing season, but more so I'm going to focus on their current situation. Even though we had a horrible season, we're actually, in my opinion, in a better situation now than we have been in probably the last two decades. I mean, I know this sounds unbelievable since we have been a playoff team for like the last 10 years. And in order to explain this, I think I'm going to have to delve a little more into Hawks history. So bear with me, but let's get into it. All right, y'all. So first, let's talk about our current situation right now. We just finished the season going 24 and 58, which is, of course, horrible. But of course, this means we make it into the lottery. And not only do we have our own lottery pick in this deep draft, we have three first round picks in total. Our own pick, which will be a guaranteed top seven, probable top five with a 14 percent chance of being the top pick overall. We also got the 19th pick that we received for trading Adrian Payne to the Wolves and the 30th pick from the Rockets that we received when Millsap walked away from us last season. So that's our current situation with the draft and it's a good one. Well, you might be thinking that we have had high draft picks before during a rebuilding year. So how is this different than before? How is our situation better now than it has been in the last two decades? True, we had had three high picks in the last 25 years. Unfortunately, we blew two of those picks, selecting Marvin Williams and Sheldon Williams over great players like Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, Brandon Roy, etc., etc. We did get a good pick with Horford in 08, but I'm going to get back to that later. My main point is the reason why we are in a better situation now, and that reason is ownership. Let me recap quickly for the new fans that jumped on after our great 60-win season. Okay, so on March 31st, 2004, the Atlanta Hawks were purchased by multiple owners calling themselves the Atlanta Spirit Group. Almost immediately, the ownership started putting their hands where their hands didn't belong. One owner tried to block the GM from acquiring Joe Johnson, literally telling him what he could and could not trade for him. Well, there was eventually a restraining order and more drama until Joe Johnson finally became a Hawk, became a multiple-time All-Star, and then great for us. However, the drama with the ownership didn't stop. More legal drama ensued over breach of contract, legal malpractice, tampering, so on and so on. There seemed to be accounts of blackmail, and two instances of racism occurred, which finally got the city of Atlanta involved until they finally sold to Tony Wrestler, who is our current owner. So my point is this. Have you ever noticed how even though we made the playoffs 10 years straight, we still get no respect? When talking about our 2015 60-win season, Chris Broussard recently said no one believed in the Hawks. Not even the Hawks believed in the Hawks. And pretty much this is unfortunately, it's true. And one year that roster was pretty much lost and we went right back to square one because of an inept front office. So this is why we're in a better situation now. Because that front office is gone. So for a second now, picture yourself as a small child whose name is the Atlanta Hawks. Your parents are abusive alcoholics who won't let you do anything and they beat you. And their name is the Atlanta Spirit Group. Now picture DCFS finally takes you away and gives you to a new parent. And that parent's name is Tony Wrestler. He's inexperienced, but at least he's not an abusive alcoholic. So we're in a better situation, of course. Also, Wrestler has hired a great babysitter with a great track record to take care of you. And that babysitter is our new GM, Travis Slank. Now, 
I'm going to take a little bit of time now to also talk about our new GM, Schlenk. All right. So Travis Schlenk was the assistant GM of the Golden State Warriors before coming on to be the general manager of the Atlanta Hawks. Um, of course, this is the same Golden State Warriors that's a super team now. The one with, you know, Stephen Curry, um, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, um, the super team. So this is great news because, of course, it shows that Schlenk knows what he's doing. He has some good success back before he became our general manager. Not only that, but Schlenk, he has a great reputation for being an evaluator of talent. He's one of the main people that's been credited as deciding on dra drafting Draymond Green at number 35 in the 2012 draft. So it's safe to say that he probably wouldn't have picked both Marvin Williams and Sheldon Williams in those draft busts of 2005 and 2006. So since he can evaluate talent, this is an amazing thing because we need this in the draft because for a rebuilding franchise like us, the draft is a gold mine. So I want to think back real quick because Schlenk did actually draft for us once. And that's what I want to focus on. I want to evaluate what he did draft for us already in the previous draft. So let's talk about that. All right. So with the 19th pick last year, Travis Schlenk was able to get us John Collins. Now, what I want to do is I want to compare that pick to our last high draft pick that wasn't a total bust. And that would be Al Horford in the 2008 draft. So let's get into that real quick. All right. So John Collins was able to hit the court with about 24 minutes per game, opposed to Al Horford's 31 minutes as a rookie. They both averaged 10 points per game and 7 rebounds in their rookie campaign. Of course, Collins was able to do this with less playing time because he actually shot at almost 58% this year. In fact, his true shooting percentage was at 62%. Now, this is 4th highest in NBA history for a rookie. 4th highest in NBA history. This year, Collins' true shooting percentage was above Klay Thompson, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and right next to LeBron James. So this is great news. This shows tremendous upside. Now, I don't want to stop there. I also want to talk about the current Al Horford and compare John Collins to Al Horford now. So this year, Horford was, of course, in Boston, and he was once again an all-star, playing great. Well, our former number three pick, Al Horford, got 13 points, seven rebounds, and one block this year, playing 31 minutes per game. John Collins, our 19th pick this year, also got seven rebounds in one block. Al did average about one more bucket a game, but he also saw eight more minutes of playing time than Collins. John Collins shot 58%. Al shot 51%. That's traditional field goal percentage. Now, Collins' true shooting percentage I mentioned was 62%. Now, that was 13th best in the NBA. Al Horford was 40th, 40th best in the NBA at 58%. Now, I don't want y'all to think that I'm saying John Collins is already a better player than Al Horford because I just, I'm not saying that. And I really, I don't even believe that's true anyways. Stats don't say everything. However, I am saying that Horford is currently an all-star. He's no longer on our team, but he was our past number three pick. And he was our only good lottery pick in recent memory. John Collins was picked by our new GM at 19 which is not a high pick. So the upside, I think, for John Collins is higher than Horford. He's not a better player, but I do feel like John Collins has tremendous upside. I'm saying stats don't mean everything, 
But I do believe this. John Collins will be an all-star in a few years. So I admit that this was a more loaded draft, but think about it. If Schlenk can do this with the 19th pick and get the steal in John Collins, what can he do with this year's probable top 5, 19th, and 30th pick? Hopefully he can do a lot. I mean, he did help with the Draymond Green um, pick for Golden State at the 35th pick. Now, I'm not saying that he wasn't a little bit lucky, but there is some talent evaluation in there, and I trust Schlenk to do a good job. But more than that, I trust our ownership to let Schlenk do his job. And that is what has always been the problem with the Atlanta Hawks before, is the ownership. So I just want to reiterate that. The reason we are in a better position now is because our ownership is not dysfunctional. We're finally a bad team that can rebuild properly because we have the right people up top to allow us to rebuild properly. I don't think we've had that before. Not in the last 20 years that I've been a Hawks fan. So things are looking up. Now, I know some people are upset because Coach Budenhoser might be leaving, and it's probable that he will. A lot of people are mad at our new GM for that. They're thinking that he pushed him away. Now, I don't think that Schlenk is pushing Budenhoser away. There's really not much evidence, if any evidence at all, of that. But that's not something I'm going to talk about today. That's for next week. So I want to thank you for listening to the Hawks on the Hardwood podcast. I'm your host, Jay Jock, and this is Hawks on the Hardwood with Trackstar Sports. Have a good week.